Global Broadcasting Networks presents Coach Talk Radio. Create the time, money, and lifestyle you want with tips, tricks, and techniques that get you started today from some of the best internet minds in the business. Now, here are your hosts, internet brand strategist Sandra Beck. Hey, guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck, and this is Coach Talk Radio, and we've got a great show today. We're going to be visiting with Coach Zach Vassar, and we're going to be talking about emotional, physical, and mental fitness, and I'm going to throw in spiritual fitness in the mix, too, because that's such a big part of my success. And for those of you that don't know my story, um, I went through a very difficult divorce the same year that my mother passed after a five-year battle with breast cancer. I went through a foreclosure and I lost my business. And I had to create something from scratch, if you will. I was starting over, but I had the skills that I had taken from my real estate career and my entertainment career and morphed them into something with a three-month-old and a three-year-old in my home office. And so I took some good bumps and bruises along the way. But what I realized eight years later with a thriving, successful business, happy, you know, well-adjusted kids, and I brought my 80-year-old father into my household five years ago, so we kind of have a mixed generation, is that it is so important for me to take care of all the different aspects of myself, whether it's emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual, for me to stay fit so that I can be successful not only in my business life, but also in my personal life as well. And keeping all that in balance like a wheel. You know, we've seen those diagrams where you draw a wheel and each slice of the pie in the wheel is some different aspect and how we kind of kind of give them all uh, some sort of of equality so the wheel can keep spinning it's not going to bump and and bruise because one of those pizza slices in the wheel is is uh too far in and finding a balance with all this stuff with kids with you know work with relationships with everything that we have to do today can be kind of a big juggling act and that's what I want to bring on coach Vassar today because those juggles, we all have them, Coach. It's it's not just germane to me as a single mom. It's it's everybody. It's juggling what's priority. And if you're not on your own priority list, uh, I think bad things are going to happen. Absolutely. And I believe, having been around a lot of people in, in just every phase of life that I've been in, I'm in my late 30s. I've coached uh, organized sports at a pretty high level for 10 of those years played for the rest of them, you know, and, and still coach in business today. So coaching has been my whole life. And in that you're always working with people. And what I've come to learn is you got to spend more time working on yourself than anything else, or else you'll really get to where you're juggling so many plates and you can't keep up with the things that ought to be in the highest level of your priority. So we're here talking about emotional, physical, mental, and even spiritual fitness I just can't get my mind off the word fitness. And I'm sitting here thinking, well, you know, what is fitness? Some people are listening in thinking, you know, fitness means going to the gym and fitness means, uh, you know, uh, l- looking like whatever that is on a magazine that you see, or fitness means like fitness pizza in your mouth or whatever's funny to you. You know, fitness is a big <laughs> word. 
But but if you take the word fit, you know, I sit here and I'm just looking on the dictionary right here. I mean, you know, it means quality, meet, meeting a purpose or a standard, which I want to talk about because I think there's a lot to talk about on a standard setting uh, conversation. And then uh, to fix or put into place, you know, so when you're talking about being fit, we're talking about in this juggling game of life and all these things I have to go do, are you fitting in a standard and um, putting into place who you want to be and, and is it purpose driven and are you pursuing that? So this is a great topic. It is a great topic because, you know, and I liken a lot of things uh, to sports, Zach, you know, I was a swimmer from the time I was four years old, competitive all the way up to, to college. Um, and I know that the mental game for me was always the one that would make or break. I knew what I could do on my physical. I knew my physical body, my emotions, as long as I channeled those emotions into winning, which is a skill, um, I could be successful. And I always prayed before every race so that, you know, I kind of got my spiritual in there. But it was that mental game that if I believed I could win more often than not, I would win. Belief is it, isn't it? <laughs> I, I, uh, I remember coaching in a game one time, and we, we were getting beat by like 21 points going into the fourth quarter. It was a real big game. It, it meant continuing to play or not. And we went down the sideline, and there were two kids I could see who they, they had not lost any sort of faith. And so you talking about mental, you know, it all starts with your thinking. And these were great thinkers, and I caught a hold of them. And truth be told, as a coach, I, in the back of my mind, I thought, you know, this was over. And that level of belief that those two had, it really got into me and a couple other coaches. And we just spent the whole next 12 minutes talking about, or even 15, talking about belief and believe and believe. And at the very last part of that game, last second of that game, we won. And come back and score 22 points in under 10 minutes and, uh, you know, continue to play for three or four more weeks. And, and I know it seems like a – like you say, you relate things to coaching and sports, and I think there's so many life lessons in it. Uh, but it is. It's so true, belief. And, and I'll take belief a step farther and say, I. this may sound funny, I don't believe there is a such thing as disbelief. That's personal opinion. <laughs> I, I believe you either believe it's going to happen or you believe it's not. So at the word right. go, you're either, you're either going to get it done or not based on the direction you believe not belief or disbelief. Right, I agree. I mean, because each one is a belief, whether you believe you can or believe you can't. And there's only one that is really kind of correct 100% of the time. If you believe you can't, um, the likelihood of you achieving is almost nothing. And Wayne Gretzky has a great line. It's like one of my favorite favorite lines. It's like you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And if you don't believe you can, you're not going to take that shot. You're not going to take the shot in business. You're not going to take that shot in the relationship. You're not going to take that shot on goal. I mean, you know, we can translate, you know, sports speak into life speak and go, okay, the goal is whatever it is you want in life. You want a relationship, you want kids, you want uh, a car, you want money, you want trips, you want whatever it is you want. You want happiness. If you identify your goal and you go for it, the only thing that's going to keep you going is your belief in yourself and what you can do. And I'm a big one, Zach. I like to borrow people's faith when I lose my, my own. 
I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying I have 100% belief in myself 100% of the time. But when I don't, when that wavers, I have a crew or a team that I can go to that have that faith in me and I can borrow that till I get my own back. Because when you lose faith or you lose belief, I think everyone hits that at some point, at some wall they hit. Where do you turn to? Do you turn to faith? Do you turn to your best friend? Do you do you build these support structures around you so that when you do waver, when you do falter, you you got choices? Certainly, you got to have people in your life that you you trust will speak life into you, good and bad times. Um, too many times we find ourselves around a lot of enablers. It's real easy to get stuck in a rut and. And then just get yourself around, uh, I call it around a bunch of turkeys. You can't be an eagle if you hang around a bunch of turkeys. And, you know, you got to find some eagles in your life. Eagles are, you know, they're different than all those other birds. They're flying over storms, through storms. I mean, they're just, they're totally different. And you, when you can find, um, when you can find that, you'll know it because you'll know it by its fruit. And we're sitting here talking about, you know, spiritual and emotional, physical, mental fitness, you know, thinking about spiritual, you know, there's, there's amazing people around. And so many times we miss the mark because we don't pay enough attention to the people that are in our life. And I believe that there's a design that's going on and there, there are people coming into your life for particular reasons. And, you know, one of the things that hit me, one of my business mentors, life coach, whatever you want to call him, he told me one time that, I controlled, and this gave me a lot of power when he said this, that I can, Zach, you control who you let speak into your life. And it's almost like it gave me permission to say, you know what, you're right. I do control that. And I'm focusing more on me, improving myself, my fitness, and all these things we're talking about than anything else. If I can do that. So then I started looking for people that had those sort of things that I wanted in life. You can call it what, like the finances that I want, the families that I want, the fruits, the things, uh, um, just the confidence, the identity, and who they are. People, that's the highest level of leadership. Is is you follow people for who they are, not the things they have or the positions or titles or anything like that. But you you get yourself in an uncomfortable place, and you you will be excited to get out of bed because of the life that's getting spoken to you. Uh, and it may not be directly to you, but just maybe it's spoken into someone else and. There's just so many different ways to go on that topic. Well, and that's one of the things, you know, when I had to rebuild, Zach, you know, I I built a pretty good empire for myself, um, you know, financially, emotionally, physically. And, you know, like the walls of Jericho, they all came tumbling down. Now, I'm grateful for that. As silly as it seems, you know, eight years later, I'm so grateful because I had built for myself. I had built myself and boxed myself into a lot of corners. I had created some things that I wasn't sure that were fitting uh, into my life and fitting into who I had become. And so when it burned to the ground at the time I was devastated, but it's been really fun to build it back piece by piece. And I liken it to Legos. Everybody knows what Legos are. I had my whole Lego castle built. I had all these things, you know, made out of Legos and they all broke apart. And instead of 
crying in my soup, which I did for a couple weeks, uh, I decided, you know what, I can build this back better, stronger, faster, more suited to who I've become as an adult, because I started this when I was really young, and I really wasn't fully formed yet, Zach. So it's been so great to have this do-over. And, you know, in sports, a lot of times we get some do-overs. In life, we we get some do-overs. And I want to talk when we get back to the break about this concept of a do-over. And how do we do a do-over and bring in only the good stuff and leave the stuff that doesn't serve us behind? And you can call it forgiveness. You can call it, you know, understanding or wisdom. You can call it whatever you want. But when we fall down on the job and we need to pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off and get back to work, I know, Coach Vassar, you're going to have some great tips, tricks and techniques that you're going to share with us. After the break, Coach Vassar and Sandra Beck on Coach Talk Radio will be back in a few. Are you happy with your life? Satisfied with the direction you're taking? More importantly, are you content with the results you're seeing? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join host Brian K. Wright as he talks to experts in many areas relating to life success, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. Each week is a dose of inspiration. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. Success Profiles Radio is a show that will clearly demonstrate the principle, if I can do it, you can do it. So don't miss this opportunity to take control of your life and your results. Success Profiles Radio with Brian K. Wright, Mondays at 5 p.m. Central, some fun facts about noses and ears I'll bet you didn't know. Did you know your ears secrete more earwax when you're afraid than when you aren't? And generally people with asthma have better hearing than those who don't. Now here's a word for you. When someone gets their ears pierced, they're actually piercing their pinna. The pinna is the fleshy part of the earlobe. Did you know it's possible to sneeze so hard you can break a rib? That happened to my husband's secretary once. And according to research, you'll blow your nose 250 times this year. Scientists have also determined that the smell in your right nostril is more pleasant, while the smell in your left nostril is more accurate. By the way, twice as many men as women can wiggle their ears. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Taking care of This is Sandra Beck, and we're visiting today with Coach Zach Vassar. And, uh, Coach, where can we find more about you? Uh, you can get on Facebook of uh, Zach Vassar. It's V as in victory, A-S-S-A-R. Zach is with an H. 
probably the most commonly misspelled name in the world, but that's okay. And then you can also go online at zachandrachel.net. You can find a little bit more about what we do. And so, yeah, those places. Very cool. Very cool. So, so Zach with the CH, you spelled the same way as my son. I got to tell you, when I first met you, um, I kept confusing you on my cell phone. And I think I even texted you good night, <laughs> sweetheart, or something you like did. that. <laughs> yeah, because I was texting my Zach, who's, who's 10 years old and, and not you. And that's, you know, kind of a funny faux pas. But there are times when we fall down in life. We make mistakes. We go through foreclosures. We go through bankruptcies. We we go through divorces. I wouldn't wish any of these things on anybody listening. I wouldn't wish them on anyone. But I will say they really, really buff the rough edges off you. They help you define who you are. They help you get mission focused. But rebuilding after a loss um, it's not easy. And as a coach, uh, especially as a football coach, you got to build that back after every game you lose or after a losing season, it's not, not easy. And some people are better at it than others. And I think coaches are really good at it. How do you help your clients or your kids build back after a great loss? That's a great question. I, I think um, I start here. First off, we got to identify what we're considering a loss. Um, what I mean by that is, let's say in business, you you feel like you are have you've hit a wall, or you're you're going backwards, or you're not you're not where you thought you would be the, as long as as far as you are into your journey. You know, the first thing I'd say is, well, let's let's get real with where we're at and where we are not at, and get to reality. And you can't you can't get going anywhere until you start with that and just being vulnerable, some transparency in that. And then also let's identify what failing and succeeding even looks like. And you can't do that unless you write it down. So what is the objective or, or maybe the mission and then putting it down? And once I've put it down on paper, and I think this is the most critical part is identifying distractions that would keep you from staying on course. Distractions could be people. Distractions could be the way that you spend your time. Um, I read somewhere recently, and, and man, I, I you know I wish I had the exact number, but some. So I also read somewhere that eighty percent of stats were all made up. So just hang in there with me. But <laughs> uh, look this up. People spend a lot of time watching TV. Something like. 40 hours a week or more crazy numbers, you know, full-time jobs worth. And, uh, you know, you got, you got to look at my mission, where I'm at, why I'm here, why I'm not where I want to be. And then where I do want to go and what are the distractions? And I think that when you start getting those pieces in place, then you start moving the ball down the field. You gotta, you gotta fall in love with the process though. Life's a storm. I mean, storms are going to come. It's, there's no way around that. That goes back to, working more on yourself than anything else because with a, with a strong rooted identity you're going to be able to uh, stay on course better if that makes sense well and one of the things I found you know Zach in my build back because it was kind of it was kind of cool to like build up in my you know like my teens my 20s and my 30s then have it all collapse down you know in my you know thir late 30s and and build it back into my 40s 
it was an amazing experience because I took for granted so many of these things that I learned as an athlete. I took for granted the importance of taking care of your body and how physical strength translates into emotional and mental strength. And I never like kind of deconstructed those and took a look at it until everything fell apart. And I called a bunch of my Marine buddies that, you know, from 20 years ago. And I said, look, you know, I'm struggling. I, I'm having trouble focusing. I'm, I'm going through this foreclosure. I'm going through an ugly divorce. I got to go in court. My kids have a new stepmom, like way, way out of my wheelhouse. I, I'm not good with change. I'll be the first one to tell you, Zach, I'm a little slow on the uptake when it comes to adjusting to change. I can do it, but emotionally, it takes me a little longer to catch up, I think, than most people. And so um, I worked with some Marines, some Marine buddies of mine, and they were like, sand hit the gym, get to the gym, get to the gym. I'm like, what does getting to the gym have to do with anything? You know, am I not cute enough? Am I not fit enough to get somebody else? And they just, they laughed at me. They're like, you forgot everything, girl. When you are physically strong, when you lift that weight, Zach, when you run and you see, you know, a whatever minute mile on the treadmill, there's tangible accomplishments that you can hold on to when your confidence is in shreds. And that helped me handle my emotions and play the mental game a lot better, I think, than if I had sat on the couch watching reruns. Yeah, you got to get a win. Sometimes we get stuck in life and a storm will hit us and we can only, it's hard not to focus on all the bad things and getting your physical life in order gives you an opportunity every day to get a win. And, you know, a lot of times just showing up is the win. It's not even getting the workout done. It's I got up today, I got to the gym or wherever it is that I'm going to exercise and I showed up and imagine if you're listening here and you haven't shown up in two years and you're trying to figure out how do I get my life in track and tomorrow you just showed up. Well, that's step one. You're ahead of a whole lot of people and you're way ahead of yourself yesterday because you haven't showed up in a year. So there's a huge win in that. And you start learning how to count the small victories in life. You start to realize you got a lot of things going in your favor and those wins start to uh, create a habit inside your life. And, you know, we used to have this funny slogan, and I, man, we didn't make this up. A lot of people use this, but look good, feel good, play good. And you want to play good. It, if you can look in the mirror and, and just feel good about something about your life physically, then it's going to translate over into everything that you do. I mean, I, it doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter what you do. It could be in any kind of job or any kind of life. Parent could be parenting for all that matters. If you look good, feel good, you're going to play good. Or better anyway. Or better. Well, and that's the thing, like, uh, you know, when you talk about showing up for yourself, um, you know, and I think about faith in this in this example, Zach, because, you know, I look at God the Father, okay? And he's a father of all of us. And when I think of my experience of, of everything falling apart, when I was feeling sorry for myself, it was really hard for my my dad here on earth and my brothers to come to my rescue, you know, because it's hard to support somebody sitting on the couch. Well, after a couple of weeks, I got up and I mobilized and like, look, I'm going to form this company. I'm going to do this. And I started planning and I 
started doing and I started going to the gym and I started drilling with my Marine buddies so that, that I could stay on target, stay on focus. And my dad and my brothers came in. They're like, how can we help? What can we do to support you in this company goal? Like they could all get behind something with me. And then I think of God and my faith in God. And I would think that when you lean on faith, and you pray to God for help or guidance or whatever it is you need, the God that I pray to would look at me and go, hey, you're busting your hump, girl, to get out and to do something with what you're doing. Let me help you because a father is a father no matter what you do. And you're a father. And Zach, if you saw your little girl trying to do something versus sitting on the couch, you would step in. And so that's like one of my cases, <laughs> you know, for faith in God, that if I'm doing the best I can, then I can lay down at night and turn it over to somebody else. Oh, yeah. I, I believe when I show up, my God shows up, you know, and. That's in anything. And you talking about being surrounded by, by your family through those storms. You know, I've had my fair share of heartache. And it's, it, te- it seems to be that uh, some friends of mine, you know, we'll go back to what we, we mentioned earlier. I, I've got a good inner circle of people that I've been fortunate enough to surround myself with. And these are these are faith filled people, not faithful people, faith filled people. And that's what I'm looking for in life is is I can get around people who what that, that faith comes out of them. When they're filled with it, it comes out of them. And I want that to come into me. What goes in us comes out of us. And what you find out is free people, free people. Broke people tend to break people. Hurt people, hurt people. And so I, I think that when you get yourself around other believers who are who are transparent, you know, have been through the storms or in them too, you find yourself um, overflowing, if that makes sense. And what better place to be? You know, you, you these are places that you can't get to when you isolate yourself. And I think that's such a critical thing around this whole topic here. We're talking about fitness. You can never, in any one of these, emotion, physical, spiritual, mental, hard to accomplish much in those in isolation. And so you want you want to get out and get going and whatever that looks like for you. But I do think it's so important the people you surround yourself with. And um, when I was in my negative place, Zach, I was attracting and attracted to other commiserators, other people, you know, other haters, if you will. And yeah, um, yeah, I mean, that worked for me. I'll be honest, it worked for me for a while. But then I started getting disgusted with myself. I didn't want to hear my old sob story anymore. I didn't want to, I didn't want to feel that way anymore. And what happened is when I, I really sunk into what I needed to do, what I could control and what I could create. And then the rest, I put it up to faith. I put it up to God. I said, okay, I've done my, my best. When I did that, the haters fell away. The negative Nellies fell away. They didn't want to be around me. And quite frankly, I didn't want to be around them either because at this point I I was on a mission. And I remember when that, that door turned and I sat down and I sat with my day planner. I use these Franklin day planners and I was planning my day. And all I could think of was this Lego cartoon my kids were watching and it's called Ninjago. It was this Lego thing. And uh, there was the old Yoda kind of guy. And he says, what can you do to get you to where you want to be? What can you do today? And he's just a Lego figurine, which I have on my desk today. 
he said that and I embraced it. What can I do today to get me to where I want to be? And that became my mantra. That became my soul focus. We're going to come back from the break with more with Sandra Beck on Coach Talk Radio and Coach Zach Vassar. We'll be back after the break. and change are accelerating, making it increasingly difficult to gracefully go with the flow. Women Change the World presents conversations with featured guests about changes in their lives and how that change has created new and positive opportunities. Women Change the World with your host, Dr. Beth Golden, Thursdays at 7 p.m. Central here on toginet.com. We all know that change can knock you off course. And Dr. Beth's show and practices focus on revealing everything that's right with you. This information will help you make choices that align your true nature and set you along your path of least resistance. As Dr. Beth says, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. For more on Dr. Beth and her show, go to drbethgolden.com. That's drbethgolden.com. Women change the world. With your host, Dr. Beth Golden, Thursdays at 7 p.m. Central, here on toginet.com. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Being consistent with your exercise is the pathway to success and healthy living. Jawbone collected data from their fitness trackers and found that the most consistent exercisers work out at 6 o'clock a.m. When you exercise first thing in the morning, you set the stage for the whole day. Exercise gets your endorphins and creative juices flowing and fuels your energy for the day. They also reported that the least consistent exercisers slotted their workout times after 6 o'clock p.m. Shape Magazine says that the read between the lines lesson is that situations out of our control can surface during the day that can disrupt or cancel your workouts. So set your alarm early and get your workout done first thing to reap the benefits for the rest of the day. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Taking care of business every day. Taking care of business every way. Taking care of business. It's all mine. Taking care of business. Working overtime. Hey guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Coach Zach Vassar, and we are talking about emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual success. Some of the things that we hold on to, some of the phrases that we hold on to when times get tough, and they will get tough, but the tools that you gather along the way, just like these kids' video games today, we're gathering up tools so that we can ensure our success in whatever arena we are in. Now, Inspiration and successful thoughts can come from anywhere. I just talked uh, in the last break, Zach, about this little Ninjago Lego figurine character that said, what can you do today to be where you want to be? That was about being mindful. That was about being present. That was about saying, hey, 
Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't fret about the past. What can you do today that will help you get to where you want to be? And staying present in the midst of chaos is really tough. It's like when you're talked about your your football game and you're you're 21 points down, how do you focus on just getting that next touchdown? You got to take dead aim. I, I saw I saw a thing one time about um, I, I can't remember the golfer, pro golfer. And he talked about addressing the ball, being present, just like you're talking about. And every single shot, how you come together, get in your stance and focus on the pinpoint process of connecting that club head with that one ball on that one stroke and nothing else. Nothing before it, nothing after. Called it take dead aim. And, and, and the funny thing is, is in the offseason before that year, we had made that our mantra, if you will. Is we're going to take dead aim. We're trying to teach kids about process and in ourselves too as adults i mean everything's a process and you got to fall in love with that and when you can when you can do that and train that into your your mindset then man it's so amazing how much you can accomplish because you have to understand and this is something i'm having to remind myself all the time uh, nothing happens in a day but everything happens daily i'll say that again nothing happens in a day but everything happens daily and so here, here we're on this life journey of process, and wow, it's it's amazing whenever you you slow down and do that take dead aim concept. You don't have to be a good golfer; that have anything to do with it. But but that can be uh, in in with your kids and with your spouse, with your coworkers, with your clients, with your boss. You know, be there. Uh, put your phone down. Put away social media. Take a bath from social media. It's a whole other topic. Um, but allow yourself to, to soak in the time that you're spending each day. And the thing you'll learn out of that is that you, you'll, you'll retain so much more. I mean, how, how many times do you fly through the week and you can't, it's Friday and you can't even remember Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Everything's a blur. It's because you're juggling too many things and you're out, you're, you're not fit. You know, your quality is out of whack. There's no standard. You're not fixed. Going back to what this whole topic's about and Imagine if you'd take dead aim throughout the, that week and all those little moments of opportunity to uh, to be better, to be greater. Well, and that's where some discipline comes in, Zach. Um, you know, I can tend to be kind of type A and hyper and and want to get go, 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 done, done, done. And one of the things that, that my life, uh, Phoenix Life Rebuilding taught me is – when you talk about that nothing happens in a day, but everything happens daily is consistency. And I make my list, Zach, of what I'm going to get done for the day. And then I stop because I could work 24 seven, 365 easily. There is always something to be done. And when you fill a lot of these, these tasks in there, social media is a necessary task for my business, but I finite it like any other task, whether it's, you know, tracking my finances, sending emails, listening to my voicemail, returning calls. The point is to set limits on some of this stuff so you can really focus on what matters. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think uh, I, people learn that I'm learning this, what you're talking about as we go, actually, um, as you start to learn the value of time. You know, it's really easy when you start up a new business and you get going and you've got three or four clients you're working with and you're juggling conversations and closing deals and doing all those deals. 
But what happens when it starts to multiply and your business really takes off and you can't talk to uh, 16 people when four turns into 16 or when 16 turns into 32 or 80 or whatever? You know, you just can't do it. And there has to be a time in there where you respect the and value your own personal time, other people's times, and, and all of those things that start to happen. Um, I did not value time until I was about 32, 33 years old, you know, four years ago. I was in a lot of time debt, talked stories on here. You know, I was working 80 hours a week as a teacher and a coach, basically two jobs, uh, getting paid peanuts, and at the end of every month putting things on credit cards. And when when the rubber met the road, and the, the, the I'd finally hit that fourth level of desperation and became intolerant of those things, I found – um, a, a, a hidden secret in the value of time. Well, and that's one of the things that I think, you know, because kind of beat into me as a military family, you know, I always heard the term, you're burning daylight. Hey, you're burning daylight, you're burning daylight. And, you know, there's only so much daylight to burn, but it, it really didn't hit me, uh, coach until I, I came up with this really simple, um, a simple technique that I've shown my kids. I've uh, it's a task. It's it's very simple. You take an Excel spreadsheet, and you make it twenty four seven. That's what I call it. You 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 put down the you know uh, go down like six a.m., seven a.m., eight a.m., nine a.m. down one side, and then across the top, put Monday through Sunday, and that's a, a, a week right there. You've got one box equals one hour for the whole week, and. I ask my clients to make this and then print it out and carry it with them and fill it out. And I X out all the hours that I sleep. I X out my workouts. I X out my my time with my kids and their softball games and their baseball games and their soccer games and their practices that I attend. Then I go through, okay, this is my making dinner time. This is my church time on Sunday. This is my, I cook all my meals on Sunday for the week. This is my meal prep time for the week. All these things that I do. And then, Zach, I look at what's left over. And these are my money hours. These are the hours that I have each week to make money. Some money hours are 10 or 12 in a calendar day. Some are four. Some are none. And looking at your life like that allows you to see how little time we really do have to make money. So we better make those hours count so that we have the money that we need and that we attend to the needs of our family, our spouses, our children, our our parents, anything, our, our pets the, that is important to you needs to be reflected in that 24-7 spreadsheet. It, it's so simple, but it's so powerful. And you know, Zach, I gave it to both of my kids, which, you know, my poor kids, like your kids, they'll get coached from the time they're born. But... <laughs> What it did was I got one kid that wants to sign up for everything. He wants to be on school council. He wants to run for school president. He wants to play uh, soccer. He wants to dance. He wants to take handbells. He wants to, he wants to, he wants to. So I had him sit down and do one of these 24-7 planners that I printed out off of, of Excel. Very simple thing. And I said, okay, X out your school. X out your sleep. X out your you know soccer. X out where are you going to fit something else in. It's so simple, but yet I think we all mess it up until we we realize that we all have the same 24 hours in the day. 
Yeah, and wait till he's a teenager. You'll have to say, X out your girlfriend. X out this. Yes. <laughs> a little harder. Oh, I, have, I have the best <laughs> advice for any parent of a boy who, who wants to date a girl. All you have to do is tell them, if you want to date this girl, your allowance money, your chore money, your comic book money. That was the killer for the clinker for my older kid. Once he had to give up his comic book money to take a girl to the movies, it was over. It was game yeah. over. That's <laughs> funny, you know. It's isn't it funny how people don't want to talk about money yet. We use it in everything that we do. We incentivize. We, I mean, we're so easy to make it our solution, but yet we don't really talk about it. It's I find that I don't know. And, and the reason, that, what's interesting is I'm sitting here listening to you, Sandra, talk about blocking out and really basically, you know, excellent time management. Is we we've done the same thing, and we call it our red, yellow, green time. And where you X out, that's red time. That's family time. That's phones in the bowl, phones in the way in another room. That's I'm checked into what I'm doing. We're at the movies. We're at dinner, whatever. Um, yellow time is, you know, we're, we're hobbying around and I may take a call. I may not. You know, it's just kind of flow of the day. I can do whatever I want to do right now. I'm my own boss. And then what we call green time is go time, like what you're talking about. And it's green because of a green light and that means go. But it's also green because that's a color of money. And yep. I know that I've got so much time that I want to devote to that. And when I do it, I want to be energized. I want to be alive. I want to be excited about it. I want to give the person I'm working with my very, very best. And I can't do those things. I'll sell those people short if I don't get this managed time uh, excellent like you're talking about. So it's so critical. And, and, it, and it's a process. I mean, you can't just take out color and, you know, colors and markers and pens and a print it off sheet of paper and tomorrow, you know, have it all figured out. It, you you got to go to the drawing board on this a few times. You know, it may take you a whole season of life before you get in the rhythm of that. But, man, it's worth it. I bet it's worth it in your life. I do it every Sunday night without fail. I have these pre-printed sheets. They say Sandra's weekly planner. They got the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday across the top. They go from 6 a.m. in the morning till 10 o'clock at night because I'm done at 10. I put in my gym. I put the classes I'm taking. I sit down on Sunday night and I plan out my week. This has nothing to do with anything other than self-management. And I know when I can keep all this stuff in my, my wheelhouse, I can look at my week and see what time do I really have to spend all of a sudden going to the gym becomes much more important because it's like if I don't go, it's not going to happen the rest of the day. And it really gives you that bird's eye view that allows us to work not only in our life, but on our life. Like there's that phrase, you work in your business or on your business. And this gives us a great bird's eye view of what we really have to work with. We're going to talk more about some of these great tips, tricks, and techniques when we come back from the break. We're here today visiting with Coach Zach Vassar. We're talking about success. What can we do to ensure better success? success. We'll be back after the break. If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, 
Wouldn't that make your heart sore? Now you can with Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. Mondays at noon central, Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches Lessons in Joyful Living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I.com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. about the Gabrielunzi bear caught rummaging through a refrigerator in an apartment in Colorado? The tenant heard noises coming from the kitchen and saw a bear with his head in the fridge looking for anything it could eat. What's a word for food that's unfit for human consumption? Ma wallop. The tenant locked himself in his bedroom and called for help. What's a word for the fear of bears? Ursophobia. We have lots of bears near our Colorado cabin, and we have been told that pepper spray will keep them away. But the idea that it would keep a 500-pound grizzly bear from attacking seems ridiculous to me. I think I'll try the pepper spray on myself and hope the bear doesn't like spicy foods. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Taking care of Guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck, and we're talking today about some tips, tricks, and techniques for success that are used by Coach Vassar and myself, especially attending to those who have an entrepreneurial spirit. Now, one of the things that we talked about last section or last segment was the concept of money hours. And Zach, I want to spend a little time on this because you raised some important concerns um, that I think a lot of people echo. People don't like to talk about money. They don't like to, they like to spend it. They like to have it. (laughs) But (laughs) the concept of having a discussion about money hours. I have taught the concept of money hours way back when I was working for Coldwell Banker Beverly Hills because you got a bunch of real estate running around and there's time to kill. There's hours to burn until you're successful. And so what is a money hour? And I will tell you a money hour, as silly as it sounds, Zach, is an hour where you can make money for your company. Now, Is a money hour 11 o'clock at night? It might be. It might be if you're out picking up clients and you're out at a sports bar and the time for you to talk is at the Staples Center after to network and make clients to make money. Could it be at the gym in the morning? And this is where people get confused of going, what do money hours look like? And especially when it comes to networking, because a lot of times if you're smart, you'll network doing the things you love. You network doing the things you love, don't you, Zach? Absolutely. And, and talking back on those colors, that's that yellow time. You know, you, my wife always says, she, she's fantastic in entrepreneurial thinking, is that you got to keep your business in your pocket, not on your forehead. And so basically with what we do is it's wherever we go. 
And that's a lot of business out there. It's entrepreneurial. It's based off law of attraction. It's who you know, who do they know? And, you know, start looking at the places that you're at and, and you're, you're, you, you are doing things that you love. Therefore, you're happier in those moments. You know, you're, you're able to live a joyful life in that yellow time, maybe to kids organize sports or you're out shopping and doing things and who knows what. And you're around people. And so when you do that, uh, there's opportunities to share what you love. And when you do that, then you kind of feel like you're not really even working. You're just talking. And, you know, the, what I think the masters do is they understand how to take that yellow time in that everyday life and then get intentional with that person. And, hey, you know, like, for example, at, at a game, I have a quick conversation with a dad and say, hey, you know, I'd, I'd love to talk about that right now. I'm excited to talk about it, but my man, right now I want to really zero in on this game. Let's chat later, maybe, you know, later on this week or tonight or something like that. And basically it's always a series of setting appointments so that I can get into my green time where I can focus and get it done. And, and there's some respect in that too. I mean, let's get real. You, you can do business anywhere you go, but you don't want to be, you can't be present at your, at these functions and do business at the exact same time. So there's, there's a marriage in that, that make that. Well, I know you get that. Um, just from so much of all that you do. Well, yeah, because there's lead generation and, you know, and I do try to double up my lead generation with the things I love because one, it makes me more effective as a salesperson, but two, I got the same 24 hours as, as everybody else. And there's nothing worse than trying to conduct business when your client isn't focused. And that's yeah. the thing. That's like those yellow hours they're watching the game it's like there's a time and a place for these things and you know that's why the concept of money hours is so important because when i have money hours and i have my money hours scheduled i'm not going to be going shopping i'm not going to be doing you know online looking at at things i'm going to be writing contracts i'm going to be putting things into motion to make money if they don't make money that day they will make money for me over time and I think when you focus on your money hours, and this is where, you know, we might talk about setting intention or, you know, uh, setting our desires or asking for co-creation with the universe, however you want to phrase it. <laughs> when I sit down to make money, guess what? I make you money. You make money. You know, yeah. that's my intention. I'm going to sit down, Zach, today. I'm going to make money. And if there's times that I'm going to spend money, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to spend money. I'm going to spend it wisely. I'm going to make good choices. But setting your intention for your money hours, I don't know why it works. It just does. Yeah, belief. It just goes back to everything back we were talking belief. about. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if I sit down and I know at 8 o'clock tonight I'm in green time, I believe. You know, at, in the middle of the day today that I'm going to make money at eight o'clock tonight. And that belief just carries into those times. And it's it's so interesting um, also to, to, to learn how much you can do in small windows of time. It doesn't always have to be an hour, right? I mean, you ever find like you can have 15 minutes of green time and you get like almost a day's worth of stuff done in a short amount of time because you're extremely intentional? Well, not only am I intentional, Zach, and this goes on to, you know, um, there's a great book out of the, the name escapes me. I'll, I'll think of it in a minute. But uh, Josh Davis, Do Dr. Josh Davis wrote a book called Four Awesome Hours. I've had the pleasure of being on the air with him for hours. And he taught me that 
when I have small pockets of time, if they're in the morning where I'm a morning person, so I, you know, I pop out like fresh as a daisy. I know some people don't, but I pop up ready and raring to go. So I'm going to do my most difficult, most challenging work when I'm at my best and brightest. And sometimes when I've got to take my kids to school and I've got a call and I'm teaching, you know, at a university online, I might have 30 minutes at my best and brightest. So looking at my money hours, if I make that a half an hour money hour and I charge through, I can make a couple grand in a half an hour versus you know, in an afternoon where I'm not at my best and brightest, um, struggling just to do X, Y, and Z. So I think it's a matter of knowing when you're at your best, where do you put that? You put your best where you get maximum results. And I would have salespeople, Zach, that would come in like me bright as a daisy, or they'd be bright as a daisy at 10 o'clock at night. They'd be playing video games. They'd be, you know, sorting papers. It's like, no, (laughs) take your best and brightest energy, apply it to your money hours or whatever it is you want to get maximum results. It's not rocket science. It's about aligning with what you need to do. Uh, It's so hilarious. I've been that guy and and I've learned. And it's so funny that, and and I I love all people. And in the business that we have, we have people that come into it all the time and have these big dreams and hopes and desires. And you know, the fact is it's work program, just like anything else that's going to make money. You have to work in order to make money. And, you know, it's amazing um, how sometimes people will, people, people are a mystery. And a lot of times people will have these goals and desires, but they're the, the, you know, the same people say, I don't have time to do that, but I do want to have all those things and do all that are the same people that all of a sudden do have a whole lot of time for things like video games, TVs, um, you know, surfing Facebook for an hour straight. And you just think to yourself, like, what if, what if that person just stopped and and got some of some of their things in order in life to where that time that they're spending doing that could be productive and, and work them towards the things they say that they want. Man, they, they may look up and surpass what they thought was possible tenfold. But it is never going to happen if you don't eliminate those things that distract you. And what you'll end up with is making a whole lot of excuses and not getting anything done. Well, and that's like, I like to always get to the heart of things. Like, you know, um, I like to shoot people right between the eyes. If I'm going to shoot you, it's going to be right between the eyes. And one of the things that I would always hammer on to my staff, and I still hammer on my staff today, is it's, it's about fear. If you're sitting there surfing Facebook and you're doing, you know, watching TV, you're doing all these elements of distraction, whatever they are, you could be eating, you could be doing whatever. All you're doing is numbing yourself up from the fear of success or the fear of achievement or the fear of failure, whatever it is. I don't need to identify your fear, Zach, but I can tell you if you're doing these mind numbing things more often than not it's because you're you're afraid. So I'm going to sit with you so you're not afraid anymore and we're going to get X, Y, and Z done. Because I think, you know, that mental game we talk about, that can trip us up a lot and we can spend a lot of time and energy distracting ourselves from the real issue. And more often than not, we're afraid of the outcome. Am I going to make any money? Am I going to, you know, lose money? 
money? Am I going to make a million dollars? Oh my gosh, it's change. It's different. How do I handle it? Well, most people numb it out. They numb it out with alcohol, drugs, food, or video games, television, any of that excessive thing allows us to numb out our discomfort. And one of the things that I want to talk about this last segment is getting into discomfort. Anytime we change, anytime we grow, it's going to be uncomfortable. There's a term growing pains for a reason. (laughs) So how do we work through that? How do we teach our children? How do we teach ourselves and our staff to work through the discomfort so that we're not running around letting fear of whatever drive our sales? Because there's only a few people that I know can use fear successfully to drive their sales. How about you? Oh, man, isn't fear an amazing concept? I love how you said fear of uh, success. You know, a lot of times people associate fear with failure, and that's not the thing. I, I've met so many people, myself included, have been afraid at times of, what if this really works? <laughs> Am I really okay to do? And you just lose sight of that spiritual uh you know, side of things sometimes, and because that's what fear is. I mean, fit, call it what you want. Now, you know, you know, anyone you know here believe what they want to believe. I believe fear is a spirit, and I believe it's a wicked one. But I know that my God didn't give me that one. However, it is a amazing thing to use to channel uh, success when you when you understand you're in control of fear. It's not in control of you. Two different mindsets there. Uh, in in seeing the mind, seeing the finish line. You know, talking about growing pains, having your eyes set on the finish line, not at that hurdle that's five foot in front of you. So there's a, there's a lot there. Well, yeah, that's the conundrum we get into. How do you stay present um, and handle the uh, day-to-day yet still keep your eye on the future? I'd like to thank our guest today, Zach Vassar. Coach Vassar has been amazing in giving us some insight into fear, into tips, tricks, and techniques that can help us be successful. If you liked what you heard today, check us out on coachtalkradioshow.com. You can also find us on iTunes. We'll be back again next week. Thank you for listening. On behalf of Sandra Beck and Scott Frazier, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques from Coach Talk Radio.